we go. Minasan konnichiwa and an international hello around the world. I have a very amazing guest today, Mr. Paul Bauer of the Come On Man podcast available wherever you find podcasts on all uh, platforms. I want to say a big thank you for all the positive support of this podcast, the Am I Streaming or Am I Dreaming? And today our topic is a topic very near and dear to me, the value of getting life coaching in your life. And there's one particular individual's work we will be discussing today. And that is, if you haven't found him already, Coach Corey Wayne. He's based out of uh, Florida and he has an incredible catalog of content on the internet. I believe over 2000 videos and he's been extremely consistent. The message has not changed. His book, two, <clears throat> no, three books, three books out now are in fact all free and you pay if you find value in them, understandingrelationships.com. But without further ado, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Could you give us a little background of uh, how we met? Yeah, thanks for having me on. So we are, uh, well, I don't know if you are anymore, uh, but we were members of a Facebook group, a very uh, exclusive Facebook group called the 3% Man Facebook group. And that group is based on the work of Corey Wayne and his book, How to Be a 3% Man. And for people that don't know, uh, a 3% man doesn't mean that you're only 3% man and you're 97% woman. It means there's only three out of 100 men that actually understands women. And so all of us in that group were studying Corey Wayne's work to try to be actual 3% men, you know, the three out of a hundred that understand women. And so that's how we met. And you were also on my podcast too, where we talked about love languages. I've made two appearances. I was, I was on that episode and uh, on a different one. And those were really great topics we discussed in detail. And it's one reason why specifically I wanted uh, Paul for this episode on life coaching, because you as a podcaster, are all about articulating these ideas in detail. And the first question I have for you is the you before encountering Coach Corey Wayne's work versus the you now, after having run through it 10 to 15 times, if not more, what are some of the changes you've noticed in yourself? Oh, wow, uh, that's a good question. Um, I would definitely say specifically to 3% man that I actually do understand uh, the nature of women better. Uh, I understand what women actually respond to versus what, you know, the media tells us that women want. I've learned to focus more on my purpose in life, as opposed to focusing on how, like pleasing women, you know, putting them up on pedestals and stuff like that. And I've noticed that since I've started focusing on my purpose, I've been more fulfilled. And I've learned that uh, working on my purpose and working on my hobbies and doing stuff that I'm actually interested in is like baking a cake and that women are just the icing on the cake. And before that, I was always putting my focus in, into relationships and they would fail and then I'd be crushed. And I, I never understood why, but I realized that focusing on relationships is very feminine energy. And I would have never thought about that 15, 20 years ago. Never. I couldn't agree more. I think we, even though we're on different sides of the world, we definitely have a lot of shared experiences. And it really is just that hero's journey that I feel almost every man goes through. And I feel for that reason, every man, black, all I'm saying all men need some form of life coaching or even historically uh, to be initiated as a man. It was a choice you had to make, a path you had to uh, go through. And every day it's something you need to do. 
And I feel Coach Corey Wayne's work is almost like a roadmap for this. Even though they say 3% man, I would say it makes you 100% a man, having a purpose and having a greater calling. And if you don't have that, the pitfall so many men fall into is looking to women and women's validation for fulfillment. And I feel this repeated process of reading Coach Corey Wayne's book 10 to 15 times. And as a lot of those behaviors become internalized, the first time I read it, I was like, oh, okay, there are a few nice little tips and tricks. This could have been a brochure, honestly. Um, second time I read it, I understood it a bit better. And I realized there's a lot of layers to it. And there's a lot of experience you need in your own life to properly understand that book. The third time I read it, and even though I knew kind of what was coming up next, okay, he meets here, here, and he discusses a scenario, you see a lot of the depth in the scenario. And then not only do you understand his YouTube videos better, everything starts to click, you start making connections. But the reason why this happens is due to this is due to that. It's almost like that meme. I think it was an, um, I forget which show, it's like a detective looking on a board and he's got all his photos and the string and he's making connections. The reason why this in fact happens is because here at your core, this broke. And the reason why you were insecure about this, this happened. And the hot topic now on the internet is female nature, female nature. Do you know real female nature? After reading 3% Man, you understand male nature just as much and female nature. And you see where masculinity goes wrong and where femininity goes wrong. And you see where things, you, you, you understand so many things about society. And I like that, uh, just moving on to the next topic I really wanted to ask you is what are some of the things in particular that Coach Corey Wayne does different? Why don't you just find any, any other YouTube coach? And I made a checklist of little things when I thought about it just from the surface to after having watched 100 videos, there's so many little things that Coach Corey Wayne does that other coaches aren't doing. So Paul, I need to ask you, what are some of the things you noticed that, wait a minute, only Coach Corey Wayne does this? Well, I will say that uh, the thing, so I, there's, there's pretty much th like three books that I call my, my holy trinity of dating books, right? There's How to Be a 3% Man, there's Dating Essentials for Men by Dr. Robert Glover. And there's Atomic Attraction by Christopher Canwell. The thing that Coach Wayne does better than those other two, though, is that his book, How to Be a 3% Man, is probably the most comprehensive start to finish uh, uh, method of teaching men about the nature of women. And it goes, it runs the gambit from when you first meet a woman to when you're just casually dating to when you get into an exclusive relationship to you're in a long-term relationship. And it does better than, in, than either of those books. Uh, another thing that I like uh, now, now Dr. Robert Glover's book touches on it a little bit too, but Corey talks about a lot uh, that you get what you focus on in life. He's got a lot of, and it's a lot of people don't, might not realize it if they're reading it, if they haven't studied it themselves, but he's got a lot of law of attraction type stuff in there. He's got, and, and, and if you're not familiar with the idea of the law of attraction, it's basically what you think about, you bring about what you get, what you focus on in life. He, he says it throughout the book constantly, right? Like if you're always thinking about uh, the negative uh, aspects of women, which, uh, you know, we were talking before this, this podcast that there, there's uh, this this whole concept of the red pill and that red pill community a lot of the guys that first get into that and stay in that uh that mindset is that they start they learned about the nature of women but then they find it to be super negative and then they focus on the negative whereas Corey teaches you you get what you focus on like look there's bad women out there but there's also really great women out there and if you focus on the negative, that you're only going to find negative women. And so you need to really focus on, you know what, there's really great women out there. And then guess what? You find, you find really great women out there. You find the positive 
so that's what I really like about his book is it runs the gambit. It, it, it teaches you how to be a good listener and which, I mean, it's not just women, right? It teaches you how to actually listen to other people better, how to be an active listener. Like we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should use it proportionally, <laughs> right? So yeah, that, I think that's probably one of the biggest differences of Corey Wade is uh, he, he talks about law of attraction stuff, mindset, and a lot of other dating coaches don't talk about mindset and stuff like that. Thank you so much for that point. I really value your expertise on this topic. And I had to obviously get the one who runs the Come On Man podcast on a podcast to talk about Coach Corey Wayne. And I couldn't agree more. My little checklist of things that I like about Coach Corey Wayne's videos is I like how consistent he is. The message hasn't changed in the last 10 years. It's the same book. It has had uh, an update, but the lessons are the same. I like how he hasn't been tainted the, by a lot of, again, the money and odd marketing uh, in the community because the community goes in almost like trends, cycles or waves. It, initially, it was the pickup community and it was all about pickup and there was a way of doing pickup. There were certain lines you had to say. A lot of the reasons, the why wasn't always explained. It was a lot of just what to say, what to say. Now, Coach Corey Winner is or initially was an engineer, construction engineer. So, and he mentions the reason why he took his course of action. He's like, he wanted to give a very comprehensive amount of information with case studies that explain things from every angle and build up from the basics, build up, build up, build up, build up, build a solid foundation and then grow. Very, very few other life coaches are doing that. They maybe recycle just surface level information. Coach Corey, when starts from the top of the iceberg and we go all the way in, we go underwater and we go to the bottom and we analyze a lot of things. And it sets up an foundation to even understand other people's work, your Rolo Tomasi's, your rational males and all the others. But what I love about Coach Corey Wayne's work again is he hasn't been tainted by really odd marketing. If you look at just the thumbnail for his videos, it's not this cheesy marketing of women in bikinis, Dan Bilzerian wannabe, freaking, this is how to get girls easy. Five, no. It's a picture of him confident in himself, consistent and at peace. And he started YouTube in the 2010s when it was all about controversy and comedy and prank videos, uh, film a dead body in the suicide forest in Japan, all that type of nonsense. He is not a view whore. His <laughs> titles are related to the topic. This is what I'm discussing. Here's a case study and here's what I advise in relation to the book. He hasn't fallen into trends, he's remained consistent. And his idea of masculinity, he embodies it. And at that time, when I was younger, if someone said masculine, I thought of WrestleMania. I thought of a wrestler or I thought of um, the movie Conan. And I realized deep in my life, I hadn't seen an example of what real masculinity was or an understandable example. I'd seen masculine men, but I maybe did not know that they were masculine. But his emotional no control not that he's emotionally dead. He does get emotional in some videos when he discusses politics, but a lot of it is, again, confident in himself. He'll explain the topic. He, he, he speaks like he has power in his words. He doesn't have to shout. He doesn't have to hype things up. He doesn't have to speak like a magician. All right, guys, I'm going to show you this one little trick nobody knows, and this will change your life with women. He is honest and sincere from the start. Look, guys, if you're not a freaking male model, you're not going to be getting a certain type of woman. You, you and you sticking to your purpose will get you a type of woman who is highly interested in you. Work on those feral women. You can't change them. You can't fix them. Don't bother working on them. Long distance relationships is tough. I don't recommend doing it. And I made the mistake of being stubborn because I'm a stubborn person. It's in my nature thinking I could fix anything. Coach Curry Wayne identifies cases that are not fixable. 
and you will save so much money, so much pain and frustration in reading his work because you'll realize when you're just in a in a nosedive situation, as he describes. And when he when he he actually tells you not to go in a certain direction, he does it in such a simple, concise way. The minute he's like, "Come on, man, do better," and I'm like, it really hits me like he he hits the point in such a way that don't do that move on do better and he helps you deal with loss like a lot of the time when you're still coming to terms with his work it's it's very therapeutic in a way because you can sometimes picture yourself in his shoes and you you can be in those exact situations he mentions like this situation is going to fail and it takes some time for you to admit to yourself that actually he's right this is like again it's the roadmap that he mentioned where it's like all right if you go this way there's a dead end there man this roadmap says there's a dead end you keep following it then you hit a dead end and you're like yeah it kind of wasn't the roadmap i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to listen or believe it so that is one of the main main reasons i i find such value in his work it's in it's it's, it's a bit hard to see the value in the beginning because we've become so used to almost this fast food kind of life coaching or dating advice where everything is a T. Shandley or a Manscaped advert. And his work is a little bit, it takes a bit longer to digest. It's like a restaurant meal. It's not fast food. Eat it and it's nourishing. And it's, it, I, I, it's one of the reasons why I can't recommend his work enough. It's, it's different. It's different. You don't know, when you don't know what life coaching is, you don't see the value in it. But he really is a life coach, like full on. Yeah, I agree. And if and actually, if you read, if you read his books, uh, I've and I've read the first two. Not a fan of his second book, but uh, but but I mean, if you read it, he quotes a lot from other life coaches. Like he himself uh, went to Tony Robbins events. Uh, he thanks Tony Robbins for being a great mentor in his life. Uh, he quotes a lot from Dr. Wayne Dyer a lot. You know, he's read books from David Data. He uh, his dating specifically, the, in in fact, the three percent man con, uh, concept comes from a guy, uh, an old radio host named Doc Love. And Doc Love has a book, uh, and I read I read actually read Doc Love's book before I, I read Corey's. And so I mean, Coach himself had coaches and. I love the way that he's melded them all together into this comprehensive program. And like you were saying before, when you read 3% man, you, you initially go into it to understand women better, but you end up just becoming a better man in general, which is a lot of the concept of uh, the 3% man Facebook group that, uh, you know, that we were members of. And it's about, so that, that community is about becoming better men. In fact, guys, make it in because they've read Corey's work. They can answer the questions, but then they come in and then they start trashing women and stuff like that. And we kick them out. We're like, this doesn't help us become better men. Get out. You know, you don't understand what the 3% path is. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. Everything you said, hundred percent, it's uh, having someone that sort of guides you. And cause I, I mean, I, it's funny. A lot of guys, especially nowadays, especially in, a, in the United States, a lot of men are raised by women. Uh, there's a lot of single mother households. It's unfortunate, but men aren't taught to be men anymore. And I, was, I wasn't uh, in a situation like that. I was raised by my dad and my mom. They're still together. But my dad, you know, his idea of being a man is like working on a car, being able to fix stuff around the house. And yeah, that's part of it. But <laughs> understanding women in relationships was something that he had no idea what to do. In fact, he, uh, he, I'm surprised that my mom is still with him because he's such a jerk. And but he, he's not a jerk in a way that, uh, you know, some of these, you know, red pill guys talk about where like women respond to this type of jerk. My dad's just mean, you know. And I think she's she's with him just for security, but she doesn't like him. And so I learned that. I learned that we all like, you know, we learn relationships from parents. And 
and it, it helps to actually step outside of that, realize that what you've been taught growing up isn't the right way. And it's better to get someone that actually understands this stuff to learn it from them. And then, then, you know, in, you can read a book, the book like a thousand times, if you're not out there trying to practice this stuff, it's all just theory. So you also have to practice it yourself, find what works for you, what doesn't, and, and, and move forward from there. But yeah, you, you can't do that without having some kind of teacher that knows the way. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And you mentioned the situation in the USA and in South Africa and almost everywhere else I've been, that is exactly the same story. It is so difficult to have access to find what is competent masculinity. We maybe see it in fragments and sometimes it gets tainted of, is it not dealing with your trauma? Is it hold everything in or is it let everything out all the time? at your woman, ask her to fix you. And I find 3% man was such a, uh, a real blessing and almost a guide. And after you've gotten your 10 to 15 reads out the way, it helps so much with a lot of the rumination and even other BS you might've been dealing with. Were you in credit card debt? And then when you deal with not needing to chase the validation of women, you realize, wait, I don't have to be shopping all the time. I don't have to be using money to take girls out on dates. And then other things in your life start getting repaired all of a sudden. And I like that it deals with a lot of core issues, at least which myself I was, you know, dealing with. And not only did it change again, the way I interacted with women, it changed the way I interacted with men. Men too like to interact with a good listener, a guy who knows how to stand up for himself a guy who has integrity, who doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to lie to, 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 to bring, himself up, bring himself up. I don't have to hang out with male friends who have low interest in me. And you can tell when people don't respect you, just the messages they send and so many other things. And just your life starts to align in a certain way. Uh, I wouldn't have met the community. I wouldn't have met, you know, wonderful individuals like yourself who I can discuss real ideas with. Who won't look at me like, oh, you're reading those internet, reading about those internet coaches again. This stuff is you can teach yourself, man. Life is easy. You can teach this stuff yourself. And I would, I would look at a person and say, no, you can't. This kind of information is as important as a degree. People are going through life and they are getting wrecked. It is, it is, it if. If, if next relationship I'm into, just from meeting 3% man, I can see mistakes before they occur. And it, it, it's, 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 it's almost like being literate in a relationship, if I could call it that. Before, it's like I was in relationships, but I was illiterate. Women would communicate things to me very passively. And I didn't know how to communicate with people. I'd try and make a joke out of everything. I thought if you make a girl laugh, she'll like you back. And they'll say very passively insulting things or other little things that I just, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. Women would look to me for security. They would look to me for leadership. And I'd make a joke because I didn't know how to lead. I hadn't been shown how to lead. Anytime I had tried to lead, it had been crushed and I was made to feel incompetent. So like, oh, uh, it's 50-50. Yeah, yeah. She can't blame me for not being a leader because I'll put it back on her. She must lead too. And I saw time and time again what leads to failure. And you take that failure and you eat it and you understand it. And you almost develop this like sportsman mentality, which even coach Corey Wayne mentions of when you know the rules of the game, you're not now running around haplessly, just trying anything that doesn't work, just trying to score, try to throw it in the hoop, try. Now I'm not even concerned about that. I'm about playing a clean, perfect game that I can improve time and time again. I can go back and analyze and be like, no, my fitness was a bit off there. Oh, no, wait. You see, that's they were distracting me here. This was actually where the ball was going. And having a skill like that, it is, it's, it's, it's something I really want to perfect and get better at. Like, I finally have, like, direction. And it is it's such an amazing thing. I was like, it has to be the topic. This is what I really want to discuss in detail. But the next question I have for you, Paul, is, 
of all the various and amazing things that you found uh, in Coach Kurian's work, what are one or two of some of the most important lessons that have really resonated with you? Oh, let's see here. Because there's so much, there's so much that I've gotten from those books. Uh, I could probably name several. One is the concept of don't bring your problems to your woman. He talks about that in the book. Uh, and I, I just, I, I'm on my 18th pass of it. Uh, and I was listening to it yesterday. I was on a trail run and he was talking about that. And I, and I talk about it in my TikTok videos all the time about how it's, a, it, it, you know, it might seem like it's unfair, but women really don't care about your problems. They want you to solve your own problems. And one of the reasons for that is because women don't want to be your mother. They don't want to be your mother. And when I put it to women that way, because it's funny, women always get mad about that. They're like, what? We care about your problems. We... And I go, no, look, th think of it this way. You don't want to be my mother. And as soon as I say that, they go, oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> I go, they want us to solve our own problems. And if we can't solve our own problems, if we're constantly bringing our problems to our woman, she's going to lose attraction for us. And you should save your problems for your guy friends or your therapist, you know? And that really, because I, I was always that guy. I was always like, well, she's, she's my my one and only, my, my confidant, I should be able to come to her and it's unfortunate maybe, but you know what? Life isn't fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, our, our friend, uh, Luke from 3% Manor group says it perfectly. He says, look, it might not be fair, but would you, would you want to wait in line for the bathroom? Cause that's a, that's a perk of being a man, right? <laughs> we don't have to wait in line for the bathroom. Uh, I think that's oversimplified, but so that's one of them. Uh, another thing is that really uh, that he talks about. I don't think I don't think any of the other books that I, I I've read really talk about this. But he he talks about how you shouldn't go to women for advice about women, and the the reason why is because women are very emotional based. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to deflate your ego. So when you go to you know, ask a woman, well, why did she reject me like this? They oftentimes will placate you because they don't want to hurt your feelings. They also don't want to, they sort of want to nudge the conversation out of that because they also don't want to answer questions about, well, why wouldn't she like me and stuff like that. So women aren't very honest. A lot of them. I mean, there's some women that are, that are good. You know, I've met, uh, in fact, in my TikTok journey and meeting other TikTokers and stuff in the, in the space, uh, I've, I've actually found some women dating coaches that don't placate men. They, you know, very much like coach, they talk from a point of psychology and set and studies. And, and so they're, they're, they're very good, but in general, most women won't be honest with you. They won't give you good advice. Whereas men will tell you like, look, bro, she's just not into you, man, move on they're blunt. And so that's, that's uh, another reason for that. That also in women don't, uh, you know, women don't understand what men have to go through when it, when dealing with, with women quite as much, right. Women are typically the ones that get approached. They don't have to do the approaching. They don't have to deal with the rejection like men do. And so they just don't understand the stuff that we have to go through. They just don't, they just think, Oh, well, dating's easy. Well, it might be easy for, especially if you're a really hot woman, dating might be super easy. You have a hundred guys coming up to you. You, you literally have to do nothing, <laughs> right? Whereas it's a little bit uh, more challenging for men. So that was a, that was a good concept that I learned from coach. Uh, what's another one too? Um, you know, just the concept of the, you know, the difference of watching what women do versus listening to what women say, you know, women oftentimes will say they want certain things. They want to be wined and dined. They want to be put on a pedestal. You know, they want flowers and stuff like that. That's what the media tells us. You know, that's what Disney princess movies tell us, but that's not what women respond to. And that was probably the number one thing that, 
blew my mind with all this stuff because I was always raised as, you know, oh, you got to give women flowers. You got to buy them dip fancy dinners and stuff like that. My, uh, I talk about her on the podcast a lot, but really the, the one woman that really pushed me the, you know, to learn this stuff was I had this, uh, I dated this gal for four and a half years after my marriage. It's funny because after my marriage, I wasn't thinking about this stuff, like being better with women. Um, and I hated my wife, but <laughs> by the, by the time we got divorced, I was like, good, like, let's, let's end this. But this chick, I mean, this chick, I was like, oh, this is my real soulmate. And so when things fell through with that, I was crushed. And then I was, you know, on the dating circuit, I couldn't keep women around for a while or, you know, for more than three or four dates. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? And when I finally learned that what I was doing it, with her specifically, the whole four and a half years we were together, I bought her flowers every month. I had them sent to her work and stuff that, I mean, because that's what we were raised, right? We're raised that, oh, you got to buy women flowers and, and, this, and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. And now I've learned, like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Women don't actually respond to that. They respond to actual masculinity. And there is a serious lack of masculinity in this world these days. There's a huge push for men to be feminine, to be sensitive and stuff like that. And it's like, that's, I think, you know, being blunt, that's destroying society <laughs> because that's not the way men and women were designed. You know, you need that masculine, feminine polarity for things to work and we're losing that. So yeah, that, that whole, the whole concept of, you know, masculine energy, feminine energy, that stuff too, in the book where he gets that from David data, uh, it, it's been life-changing. Thank you. That was, you know, really, really insightful. And I feel like again part of the human experience we are all going through it uh, around the whole world we're all feeling the same sort of thing and to go back to uh, i love to use analogies this uh, sports sports person analogy i almost felt like a basketball player who was asking other basketball players or asking people in the audience for advice what, what, what did i do wrong with that shot Where, where's my game going wrong how, how do I play this basketball game? And even though they're in the audience, they like cheer you on. No, you just got to play harder. You got to train harder. I train all day and all night. I don't, I said, what am I doing wrong? And you ask the other players and the other players would do what works for them. No, you see, I'm the point guard. I just play a good point guard game. Why don't you try play like a point guard? It's not the position I play. Then you try what the point guard does, but you're not a point guard. Then eventually I asked the coach, whose job it is to know the game, to be analytical, to point out things going wrong, who sees the overall picture. So much like a sportsman, you have to ask the coach specifically for advice on your game, how to train, what you're doing wrong, who can watch you play. And it's a coach you need to go to. So to anyone who's looking for advice or who's stuck in a rut ruminating about, where is it going wrong? How can I improve my game? And if I had to use that same analogy for what you said is happening in society, they're trying to take me a basketball player and make me a soccer player or make me um, a golfer. No, you see, you shouldn't hold the ball with your hands. You were actually meant to hit it onto the green. That's not the court that I play on. Those rules don't really make sense to me. No, sportsmen should be able to play every single sport. You're not a proper sportsman. Then I'm also starting to believe it like maybe they're right because you don't have direction in your life. You don't know your purpose. You don't know what you're good at, what you're not good at. And 3% man, again, it's like a roadmap. Basketball, this is what you're doing wrong. This is the position you should play. If you're losing the match, don't worry. You can get it back in the fourth quarter. And it's like, he's speaking my language. This is exactly what I was looking for, how to improve my basketball game. So this specific topic, masculinity, 3% man is an incredible source for that. So I'll tell anyone, if you're trying to be a man, that is the roadmap. Don't go to soccer players. Don't try to become a tennis player. Don't 
ask the audience what to do, you need to speak to a coach. And right now, the Phil Jackson of this coaching game is really standing out. And I'll say that's Corey Wayne. For me right now, after encountering his work in 2020 and really going into what he's saying, that's that's Phil Jackson. He's he's coaching you on how to win six championships. Do what do what the coach does. And even if you don't agree with it, you don't have to agree with everything, that is a winning roadmap right there. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would say though, uh, I mean, this is me personally. Um, I know, I know people that can't do it on their own, but me, I, I feel like you don't, you don't need to hire the coach himself directly. You don't need to spend, cause I think he charges like a thousand dollars an hour, uh, to coach. You don't need to, to hire him to get his expertise either. Like he tells you read my book 10 to 15 times. I'm going to read his book for the rest of my life. I'm going to be the Bob Proctor of women, <laughs> of understanding women. Uh, if, if you guys don't know who Bob Proctor is, he was in the movie, The Secret. He's read and reread the book, Think and Grow Rich for like 60 years. He's just, and, it, and it's been life-changing for him. He's like a multimillionaire and he teaches people how to, you know, with, with have the right mindset to be a millionaire yourself. I want to do the same thing with this book. And it was Corey Wayne, really, that introduced me to the concept of reading a book 10 to 15 times. And, uh, and then I started, you know, researching other, you know, other mentors in, in, in various aspects. And Bob Proctor's one of them. And, and then I realized, well, geez, Bob Proctor's been doing this for 60 years, reading and rereading this one book. And I mean, he reads other books, but he, he this one specific book he reads over and over again. And I'm like, I'm going to do that with 3% Man and a number of other books. I, I just, I have a, and I like to do everything with audiobooks, uh, just because like, if I'm working out at the gym, if I'm out running, if I'm, you know, driving in my car in a long commute, it's just effortless learning. And so I'm like, I'm just, there's no reason why I can't listen to this stuff over and over again. Uh, so if you're a self-starter, you don't need to hire him as a coach, you could just listen to his book multiple times because then it becomes a mindset, right? Uh, but some people aren't self-starters. They need someone to hold their hand. They need someone that if they have questions, they can go to. And uh, so, yeah, by all means, hire a coach. Uh, I've met other coaches, uh, of other data coaches that are very good, very competent uh, since being in this space, being, uh, you know, having my podcast, I've had some of them on my podcast. So there's more affordable coaches out there <laughs> that know the stuff that are very good, but yeah, having just a coach in general, uh, and I would say like coach Corey Way is probably the best of the best, but, uh, just having a coach in general, uh, no matter if you're doing it yourself, reading their stuff or hiring one is paramount to being a better person. Or listen to the Come On Madden podcast and you can get yeah, but extra, I, I extra, extra. <laughs> definitely listen to it. Actually, you know, it's funny because I don't consider myself a dating coach at all. I consider myself a student. I am trying to learn this stuff, trying to master it. And I feel like students, like just like we're doing, right? We're students of Corey Wayne's. We, we learn from each other. It's just like being in a, in a, in a college class where, right? If someone asks a question, you can learn from that person's question and stuff like that. You can learn from other students. And that's the way I've sort of, I, I sort of think about my, my podcast. But that being said, I get a lot of people, especially on TikTok, they'll message me saying, you know, I, I started following you on TikTok. I subscribed to your podcast. I'm getting so much from this podcast. I decided to buy the book. And now I'm reading the book and it's, and, and I'm, it's funny because me as a student putting this stuff out there and also just talking about Corey Wade all the time, talking about his book and other people's books, I'm helping people. Like I'm changing people's lives for the better. And I, and it, it's funny, I never really set out to do that with my podcast, but that's sort of become my new purpose is I'm helping people by basically promoting Corey Wade. <laughs> And therefore I'm helping Corey Wayne too, which is I'm happy to do because he's given so much to me just from his books and his YouTube videos. I'm happy to promote his stuff. 
full on just being a part of the community and just having somebody who can share their experience with their work and you just sharing your stories of how you may have changed something or identified something is some of the best ways to teach you know it's a monkey see monkey do and that's they say a smart man can learn from his mistakes a wise man can learn from the mistakes of others and that's the sort of teaching which i think works best it's uh we're not going to be handing out test papers and <laughs> checking assignments all right guys i want you to write me your this page report on a lot of it is just being able to hear people's stories and coach is still pushing he's uh his recent uploads as well have become he, he his his formula is really nailed it down and you know it's the funniest thing when he, he's uploaded a new video and you're listening to it for the first time and he's reading a newsletter and you can finish the words like the guy messed up here he messed up there he messed up here and you can also just finish it off so as much as you are a student you are becoming more masculine and a big part of being a competent masculine man in any society in any history the most competent masculine men didn't just raise their children they raised villages they raised nations and a lot of the bad thinking on the internet in a lot of communities no i'm not gonna uh, date a single mother i won't raise anyone else's kid a truly competent successful man name any one of them as uh, steve jobs and elon musk uh, michael jordan or whoever it may be didn't just teach their skill set to the to their close circle they taught the world so the deeper you go into the study as a student we are both as we're learning it it spreads we keep it we grow communities and that book also reveals low integrity people you'll see low integrity behaviors in others and in yourself and it calls you out when he sips and he says you know the classic come on man <laughs> if it hits yeah. you that was meant for you yeah when he when he, he discussed um multiple times when someone is trying to date someone else already in a relationship you can already feel it coming you should know better when someone is cheating you should know better and if you are a low integrity person and you take offense to that there you go there you go there's yeah. the evidence all it's the things happening to you. in your life <laughs> when he speaks of feral people if you take offense to that he's speaking about you and all all the bad things come to the surface and the people you're dating the friends you have everything starts to come to the surface and you get a real honest picture of yourself much like a coach in a basketball game can tell you, now nah, your fitness is weak. Your fans in the audience won't tell you it's weak. You're the best player. We love you. The people booing you, no matter what you do right, they hate everything. They don't give you a true reflection. If you read 3% man 10 to 15 times or multiple times yearly, you're getting an honest evaluation of yourself. And that was also like a big trip for me. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was doing this wrong because I was weak here and you analyze your own weakness, no sugar, you, you, you taste the real taste of it. And you're like, yeah, I see it. I see it for real. And wow, we've actually gone on for quite a bit and covered some great points. I think um, we could go on all night talking about <laughs> the value of life coaching and what we like about uh, coach Corey Wayne's work. But I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time out your day uh, to chat to me. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think I think we pretty much covered it. I will say uh, when you were talking about when you were talking about uh, how you when he says certain things, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's speaking to you. I get that feeling every time I listen to the book "How to Be a Three Percent Man" in the first chapter. I and I had a guy. I had a guy. I am me on TikTok saying, I, I, I got the book, I'm listening to it on audio. And he's like, I, I'm just, I'm just like taken aback by how my behavior was in the past. Cause, and I go, yeah, that first chapter, every time I listen to it and I'm on my 18th time, every time I listen to it, it hits, it hits hard because I'm like, every time he says 
Have you ever been in this position? Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever tried this and this didn't work out? And, and I, every time I sit there and go, yep, I've done that. I've been there and I never want to be there again. Always be prepared. You should mm -hmm. lead. You should know better. You should be accountable for this exact situation. When she looks to you for guidance and you're like, yep, this was in 3% man, exactly what I should say in this moment. And you kind of yep. know it, but you haven't read it enough times and you're like, yeah. And, yeah. And you recognize, you recognize that stuff when you're on a date with a woman and she does certain things, you are like, this is in the book. Yep. Especially if you've read it 10 to 15 times, you're like, Oh, and then you, if you do it by the book, yeah. it's like clockwork, man. It works. It, it, it works out every time. You know, when you're watching a movie and like there's like a, a scene there on a date, then the girl looks at the guy, what do you want to do? Then he answers, I don't know. What do you want to do? Oh, that, that makes I'm me like, sick. He must read 3% <laughs> bad. He needs, he needs to fail so he can go home and read 3% bad. Where's your champagne? Oh. Where's, your, where's your mimosa? What are you doing? What are oh you doing? God. No, you, come on, man. It's, you know, it's funny uh, to go off topic from 3% bad, but to go to uh, Atomic Attraction, which is, uh, you know, one of the books I mentioned earlier, they give the best example of how to deal with uh, women saying, you know, the, the whole the whole debate of where do you want to eat, honey, right? It says in there, never ask them, never ask them what they want to eat. Just tell them, honey, we're going to have steak tonight. And and then it says, now if she has a better suggestion, there's no reason to go not to go with her suggestion. But if she says, well, I don't know, I don't want to eat steak. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm having steak. You're welcome to join me. That's what it says in that book. And, and I'll tell you what, ever since I've taken that mentality with women and just, I don't ask them what they want to do. I tell them, hey, let's go eat the, at this restaurant tonight. I have never had a woman tell me, I don't want to eat there. I, mean, I haven't. Ever since I started doing that, it's, yeah, that sounds good. They want you to do that. They want you to leave. And, and, and a lot of women might even, uh, especially modern women might say, well, I don't want that. But when you do that to them, they do want that. It, they don't even, women don't even know what they want. <laughs> exact same thing happened to me. And it's been happening to me for years. And now the way the coach highlighted it changed everything. So many times where I've done that, where I thought I need to become a better listener, more understanding. And I'll say, hey, what would you like to do? They, they're told that they must like that. Oh, I like that he listens to me. Nope. You can see her faith in your masculinity dropping. There's like an imaginary meter and you just see it draining. And all those toxic guys, they complain about who are like, oh, I don't like, they like a guy who can lead and has direction. Not in a weird and socially uncalibrated way, but a guy who has a plan, it shines. Even your mother will respect it, your sisters, everyone. The, when, when something goes wrong, the first guy to stand up and who can lead, there's, you can just see it. There's a, this imaginary meter where you already, they just feel at ease, like, oh, okay, he's got it. I, I was a photographer for quite a long while, and there's a big mistake I used to make. I used to ask the models, what would you like to do? What do you feel most comfortable with? They don't like it. They like to be told what to do. They love it they're not they, it, it, they don't want to say they love it they love it if you go there and even if you don't know that much the fact that you have a plan i'd like you to do this 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 would you like to add anything but they they, they love it and even the more masculine women as well will challenge you and they want to be put in place they want to be you they want to be like oh thanks for that tell you what i'll add it to my plan sometimes they want you to repeat say to them what they said to you. And they'll say something like, no, I wanna do this. Okay, I think you should do that. Go there and do it now, let's go. Right, you, you you know, it, it's, leadership. Yeah. I just discovered I just discovered this young kid. Uh, I don't know how old this guy is, uh, but he's got a YouTube channel called Nuance Now. And he he's very harsh, right? Like his stuff is, is I would say is, is very red pill. He comes across very harsh, but he makes very good points. 
But one of the, it, he just had a video recently where he says women, it causes them physical pain to make a decision. And he says women know what they want, right? But they'll typically want one of two things, and the, but they can't decide between the two. And mentally, it causes them pain to try to figure out what they want. And so they love men to say, no, go with this one. Because then they don't have to make the decision. It takes that pain away. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it does make a lot of sense. I mean, the way he said it was kind of a jerk, but maybe psycho psychologically speaking, he's not wrong. <laughs> I almost want to go back to my basketball analogy. And it's like mid-game, the finals. If a member of the Chicago Bulls asked the audience, guys, what should our strategy be next? Should I shoot the ball now? Audience, what should I do? And the player looking around, you... A player needs to lead the game. The ladies are in the audience. And what I also like that Coach Corey Wayne mentions is eventually you have to think for yourself. You have to have developed your mindset for you to take the shot. The, you, you have to internalize it to a point where you're acting out on a strategy. And I, I keep going back to myself, basketball analogy. You must play the game. You must lead. You don't have to ask what's going on. Competent, shine. And this thing of accountability and once you can lead that well you lead your own life to where you want it to go you don't look to i want her on my team her i don't want on the team who are and you you have such direction and control of your own life that a man should have and for so long it was something i yearned for but i didn't even know how to articulate it and that was a big thing that the book almost freed uh, for me is i could now articulate what i wanted and how to get it and that was like a lot of aha moments happened. A hundred percent. Yeah. Even on this 18th read, I'm still finding aha moments. <laughs> as, it, as it helped you lead your podcast as well. You, you'll never have yeah. a female guest on. So what do you want to talk about now? Oh, no. I, uh, hmm. I, yeah, I always have a plan. I always have a plan for my podcast. It, it, I, I, I don't have a script. I have an outline. Yeah. But, and I've had women on, I've had women on the podcast now. Uh, in fact, I just had a, a, a real famous TikToker named Emily King on. She has like, I don't know, 500,000 followers. Oh, Everyone loves her. Check, it, I'll check it out. Yeah. That comes out in August, but she, uh, she yeah. So I, I had a, I had a list of questions for her. I had, you know, uh, topics to, to discuss and always be prepared. Always hundred percent. Got the mimosas ready. Got to invite her after the podcast. Hey, I'll invite you for a mimosa sometime. Oh, really? Wow, you've got such a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> always yeah. smooth, always James Bond, always, always suave. Damn right. Damn right. Okay. Well, Paul, I want to give Bond you a massive thank you so much. It's the uh, third, third time, I believe, uh, we've spoken. Always looking forward to your content on the Come On Mad podcast and uh, the TikTok as well. It is, uh, it is all coming. I will definitely be commenting more in the community once again when I get more of my readings in and I have something of value to add. But I feel like we'll, I think we can end it here for tonight. Sounds good, brother.